I got something to talk about. This world is messed up and crazy. How I'm supposed to know? How I'm supposed to show? Afraid you see me, then afraid you let me go. Somebody paid me the way. I'm just trying to grow. Start a fire, let them see the smoke. Angel wings in the streets of gold. Loose change, gotta pay the toll. And it's a rocky road. They try to tell you to stop. They don't want you at the top of the spot. You gotta take it. You gotta, take it. You gotta make it. You gotta break it, chains. Gotta break it, chains. You gotta break them 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 chains. You gotta break them. Gotta break them. Gotta break them chains. Okay. Hi. You want to talk about sex? Always. Well, I'm glad you got your coffee because I'd hate for you to feel naked without your coffee and be talking about sex. That's a good but bad combination. Great combination, but not for this call, right? No, not for... Cause although none of these conversations I have are family appropriate, so... No. They should... They should what's that? said no but that's okay yeah they should only be enjoyed while children are sleeping right or at school (laughs) so anyways continuing our sex talk our first talk this is our second little episode of sex sexually speaking if you will and on our first one we were just abstract we talked about several different things i wanted to more or less take the opportunity to like introduce you to anyone that might end up listening to this. And uh, I've gotten comments back from the first one. So people actually went and listened to it. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think anyone would ever listen to this. (laughs) Come on. Give us a little more credit. The thing is, Alex, we're talking about sex and um, I don't know many people that they all, they all listen, but it's always, you know, in, in secret you know? yeah i wasn't well i just wasn't very good i'm not probably very good at sex so i wasn't sure i'd be all that good at talking about it either so that's not what i hear alex the word on the street is different yeah yeah i hope so <laughs> um so what what was that I hear about it all the way from connecticut oh that's right well um i've had sex in connecticut did you? So, How was it? It was good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more than once, actually. No. Yeah. No, I have. But nonetheless, um, well, I once again, it was good for me. I don't know if it was very good for her. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, right? let's get there. Let's get there. So one of the most interesting things, obviously, that we talked about, and it was kind of the thing we started with last time, was the whole um fantasy fantasizing thing and while you were getting your coffee um i wrote down a couple different points like around that i wrote down fantasy i wrote down porn i wrote desires and then conversation because one thing i want to make sure we do at the end of every one of these is how do we help men and anyone else that's listening get better from the conversation we're having right um yeah okay so then fantasy and fantasize fantasizing so last time it was that comment on women fantasizing and and you're big on that women have to fantasize don't have to but women oftentimes fantasize to get where they're going 
um, to orgasm and or to have the most pleasure, etc. Why don't you expand on that a little bit for someone who ha- doesn't listen to the first episode that we had, but wants to make sure they follow along here? Yeah. So I think, um, like a lot of things with sexuality, there's like a common myth that men are the more sexual gender. Um, and I think maybe biologically, maybe like the drive to have sex or have an orgasm or, or, or procreate might be there. Mm-hmm. But psychologically, I think that's, um, that's a fallacy. I, I, I think that women are equally, if not more so, psychologically sexual. Um, and I think, so because of that, obviously like what creates desire and arousal for us is different, um, often than men. Right. Um, but I think it just usually requires a little more than your, your typical, like what's going on in the moment for a woman to kind of get to where they're going and I think a lot of it is because women's heads are louder during sex I don't mean when I say sex I don't mean like penetrative always I just mean in that like session right? Right. so when we're really present um which would be a wonderful thing if we were allowed to quiet our minds and for women that can be really hard because of our body image issues of just the the shame and guilt that comes along with being sexual as a female so I think sometimes it just takes us a little more to kind of it's not that we're not present with our partner. Um, it's that just mentally we need to kind of like amp it up. So it almost distracts us from not the situation from our minds about all of our hangups that can kind of get in the way of enjoying a sexual you know, moment with our partner, if that makes sense. So it's not trying to avoid your partner or you don't like your partner or you're not attracted to your partner. It's literally for a lot of women, we have so many hangups around sex that in order for us to enjoy it with our partner, we have to kind of amp up our head a little bit so that we can be so preoccupied that right. we forget about our own stuff. Not, right. not- Yeah. Um, I, one thing I would ask about that is, is your partner can have a lot to do with that too, right? So I think, and this is one thing, this is one thing we didn't talk about last time. You, you touched on it some, but I think the and and now I'm thinking from the side of a woman based on the fact that just like this conversation and all the other conversations I have, I have conversations about everything, right? So I'm asking women that I've been intimate with or not intimate with, or that I know I'm having whatever conversation. So this is, this, all my opinions come from that. So I'm, I haven't done any research by reading. I never read uh, on purpose. Um, but is the best way, Alex. There's well, like not, not a better way to research than just talking to actual humans. Right, so, right. And and like you said last time, a lot of sex studies and all that is all done. It's from self-reporting, right? It's from, yeah. you know, and so how honest are people really when talking about sex to someone doing research is the, yep. is the next question, as opposed to how honest they might be in a conversation with me. Yep, bingo. So, with that said... I think the your partner can affect for a woman the partner can affect it because like you said in our last conversation he can do things to help you get out of your mind quicker right he can tell you how great you smell how soft your skin is he can uh mitigate all your worries 
um, all your, the things you're self-conscious about by telling you certain things, right? So I think that's going to, one, get you out of your head some, right? And then, and then on top of that, he can also just be better at what he's doing, too. And, and that's one thing I don't think is talked about enough. Like, there's people who are better at sex. And, and once again, we're not only talking about penetration and intercourse. There's people who are better that everything has to, everything that has to do with being sexual, whether that's sexting, um, foreplay, uh, the actual act of sex, the post-sex, all that. There's some, there's people out there that are probably better at that, that, you know, come that next time, I think for a woman, she's not going to have the same hangups that she might have with someone who doesn't operate the same way. True or no? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's the pro the, a lot of the, like the bridge that's often missing is communication. So mm -hmm. for example, let's say, um, let's say you and I are together or maybe we've been together. How long have we been together, Nina? <laughs> a couple weeks. <laughs> a couple weeks. Oh, okay. I like this. Exciting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It hasn't gotten boring yet. Right. Um, so let's say there are certain things that I like and you learned that about me. Like, let's say we have more, I don't want to say a ritual because it sounds kind of like sterile, but let's say our usual go-to is let's say we watch porn for a little bit, we make out, have foreplay, and then I love talking about, you maybe like bringing certain fantasies to life. Like let's say we talk about it during the act. Right. And maybe I like, um, penetration and clitoral stimulation at the same time sure. and that, that helps me get to an orgasm okay so you've learned that about me so that's you know how to be a good lover for me right so let's say a couple months down the line we break up and you go and you're Wait, why did we break up i think i just couldn't handle how amazing you were in bed so i just did <laughs> I needed to like take a step down. I if I literally had a dollar for the amount of times that has happened to me, <laughs> you uh, have sense. I probably, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be waiting on the first dollar, but, <laughs> but whatever, <laughs> go ahead. I mean, another subject, another podcast for sure. You know, I can help you with your game, Alex. Right. Thank you. Um, so, so we break up because whatever life happens and you're with somebody else. So you're with her and it's getting really hot. And let's say you're not at a point where you can watch porn with her yet because it's like still kind of awkward, but you start penetrating her with whatever and clitoral stimulation and you're talking dirty and she does not get there. Mm -hmm. Like, let's say like you can just tell she's either faking it or it's just not kind of going like her body's not doing what you're used to with me, things like that. So if people are like just tuning in and hearing this example, they're going to think that you and I have slept together for like weeks, but whatever. So, well, you broke um, up with me already. So I did. I'm completely, completely uninterested at this point. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, so Nina, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to stay on track because I feel like you're throwing our past relationship in my face at this point, And, you were married that whole 45 seconds we were together, you were married. And so I don't even know why you're so sensitive about it. You know what I mean? And I, I do. It's hard. It's been hard, Alex, but right. I'm, work I'm working okay. through it with, with your, with who? 
my husband we're yeah. working, helping well, me over you which is really helpful yeah okay um <laughs> that so what could end up happening is now in her mind she's thinking what is this guy doing like this isn't this doesn't do it for me it doesn't mean you're not a good lover for me you were the best because you right. learned it with her it's it's totally different maybe she hates penetration maybe she wants nothing to do with it mm -hmm. you know like so so much of it is communication i i don't necessarily think good lovers are born i think that they're made really right. um that is one thing through all the conversation that i i and we talked about this I mean, this might be the third or fourth time it's been discussed is that I feel like I am and, you know, other guys I talk to that it sounds like are doing the right thing are constantly for the, to the point you just made, trying to learn that other person, right? Always trying to watch and learn and, and the things that turn me on and, and those guys that, that have had conversations with, or even women that talk about other great lovers they've had before are you know always saying like he's learning and watching and observing and, and doing all that and i think the common theme and all that is a guy that is stimulated by a woman being pleasured or that that woman being pleasured obviously so i think that goes a long way that that's just one thing i wanted to start with as we went there so um you're talking about getting out of your own head i think your partner can have a lot to do with that hence why i think it's so important that guys you know take time to educate themselves on everything you talked about having a workshop where you had women draw out their vagina more or less mm -hmm. and so that education for them it's probably surprising to you but at the same time like men educating themselves on a woman's body and um not only the general anatomy of a woman but also the you know what hot spots the particular woman he's trying to please has is huge. Right. Right. And I, this is it's so evident because I have, you know, that whatever it's called profoundly that new like thing on Facebook where you can ask anonymous questions. Right. So I posted on my Facebook page and the fact that I, and I get asked this a lot, the fact that I'm still being asked whether or not penis size matters is it just, reassures me that I'm doing the right thing by continuing to break down a tremendous amount of myths about it. Sex is so male centered and it's not like a man hating. I'm going to disagree with you on that though. Okay. Because are, I mean, are you suggesting that penis size doesn't matter? No. Yeah. What I'm suggesting is that the the size that that men are so concerned about is 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 so exaggerated like well i could oh, go ahead sorry anatomically speaking if you can hit a woman's g-spot area with your finger yeah compare it to your penis like do you feel better you know what i mean like take your right. finger put it next to your penis like you're good you know and i think also, I talked about even if you are, I just posted this last night on Facebook, even, even if you, the only time your size should con, not only say concern you, but should, should come up is if your partner is not deriving pleasure from it and wants to. So that could be a change in position. Mm -hmm. That could be the addition of a toy. 
um, on you. I mean, there are penis extenders, not like pills. I mean, like actual toys you put on and it can change length and girth. Like there should never be um, this horrible feeling about your body because your penis isn't 12 inches long. There's actually a lot of cons to a large penis. So I think yeah. that, you know, I just think it's so over-exaggerated um, that it's causing a lot of insecurity with men that's so most women aren't going to orgasm from penetration alone anyway. So they should right. really more on like the size of their tongue and their fingers. Right. Well, I agree that penis size is, is of little concern in terms of just purely pleasing a woman. Right. Because like you said, it, you know, a penis alone, a large penis at that alone isn't going to, do the job in a lot of ways that women need right? right but i do hate the misnomer that it doesn't matter at all because for the simple fact that if we're being real as real as possible i mean you see toys that are big right you don't see very many toys that are small so there is some benefit to a larger size penis i've never been so uncomfortable saying penis before you can say dick. All right, whatever you're well, comfortable. I can say whatever, but I feel like when I say, I think the problem is like when I'm talking to my sons, if something was going on, I would say penis. But yeah. I feel like this is not a conversation with my sons. Well, whatever you, whatever you're comfortable saying, I, I hear it all. So whatever you're comfortable yeah. saying. Yeah. Well, no, because you got all up in arms about all the, the references to the penis. You see how I stuttered right there? To the penis being uh, so aggressive. Anyways, I'm joking, but I just wanted to go into that because it, like everything else, just uncommon conversations that I want to make sure we, we touch on because people probably think about it. Right. But isn't it possible that toy industries um, are making large toys because of this business? It's like a business decision. Like, so. Wait, so wait. I, I don't know how honest I'm allowed to be without, because I, I, I never want to play into the fact that I think I'm the ultimate bachelor or anything like that. But I feel like based on feedback, <laughs> I'm not small. And the compliments I get from that lead me to believe that it matters some. I'm not saying I'm huge. I'm just saying I'm not small. And right. the, the feedback that I get I don't know that I would have that same feedback for that. Mind you, I'm I understand that it all weaves in together, right? If I am doing things during foreign play, foreplay, if I'm doing things during sex that uh, arouse in other ways, um, it's all going to play together in terms of the whole experience. But I'm saying strictly that part, I, I think I hear – Feedback, and I would say, and once again, in the conversations that I've had, um, I've heard feedback that is the same way. I have also heard a ton of feedback that too large um, is a problem. So I will agree with you there, but I don't know that it. I've never had the conversation with a woman to where she said it, like just a conversation between me and her or a small group of people where they said it doesn't matter at all. Well, I think, um, you know, like, like I said, the anatomically speaking, penetration 
feels good because of the G-spot area for most women, right? Which is about two to three inches inside right. vagina. So, but that's I, but that's talking about strictly going towards your orgasm, right? There's, uh, I feel like once again, and I'm speaking based on conversations I've had, I feel like there's other points of pleasure, and even if just in the mind, that I think come from. Um, if if we're going to, once again, we're being as blunt as possible. That's just sexually speaking, right? From a guy, more or less, going deep into a woman and like almost hurting her. Like, I think that just like arouses different things. And and that's not me saying that at all, because my initial reaction would be like, oh, if it hurts, like, you know, sorry. But the feedback is like, it turns them on a little bit. So I'm loving this conversation because this is going to get <laughs> a lot of reaction for sure. So I, so I, okay. So here's what I think is happening right now. I think that there's this massive like traffic accident of um, society that uh, equating a large penis to masculinity. Um, and no, I'm not, I'm not talking about that though. I'm oh, talking no. about, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I totally know what you're saying. I totally know what you're saying. But I think what's happening is that um, even even for me, who's super aware of all of this, um, when I see a <laughs> when I see an erect penis that is a decent size, now the average size is five to six inches. Okay. Right. So. And I will honestly say I'm larger than the average size. And so the feedback I get is based on that. And if anyone thinks I'm lying, I'm going to point right into my camera. Go ahead and fact check me and talk <laughs> shit. But I don't think anyone has a problem with it. <laughs> Pictures or it didn't happen, Alex. Pictures What's that? Or Pictures or it didn't happen. Well, I'll put it on my Instagram and we'll see how long it goes before it gets reported. <laughs> Do I have to put like a ruler next to it <laughs> for validation? <laughs> Jesus Christ. This, uh, this conversation probably got me taken off iTunes. I hope you're happy. <laughs> so listen, I think it's a combination of we've, we've been, um, uh, what's the word? We've been like, we've been fed this whole thing that um, a larger penis is more masculine. Okay. Right. So combination it is. of that. Why is that? How is it not? You tell me. What what does a large penis have to do with being more masculine? Like, what does masculine mean? Well, technically, I mean, if we're speaking in the most literal sense, there's more man there. <laughs> and so... <laughs> more okay, so the simple like math that. suggests there is more masculinity there. <laughs> so... It, does size matter at all? Yes, it does. Anatomically speaking, it right. does. If you're one inch long, there really isn't much to, to please. Now, inside the vagina, aside from the G-spot, there are not a lot of sexually arousing areas inside the vagina. The vagina walls don't have a tremendous amount of sexual pleasure spots. Right, right. Your point of women when I go really deep um, I didn't yes, say me. Leave me out of this. Matt, Matt, <laughs> you and your 13-inch penis. <laughs> I didn't say that. I said underneath 
12 larger than five and a half. <laughs> Going deep, depending on the position, um, actually it can be super painful. That's usually when you hit their cervix. That's when you get that like, ow, okay, that's not, that's not hot. I don't care what anybody says. I think sometimes women try to be porn stars, like, oh, you're so deep, oh my God. I'm like, get over it, I just can't. Right, but I'm saying, I think in a way, some, it's not like something you want. It's not what's, what's going to make them a woman finish. But I think that they like, in some way, the fact that it hurts so good. Maybe not like all the way up in your cervix, smashing right. it, but. Right, right. But yeah, I think a lot of it is, is psychological. I do. Right, then I, I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't, wrong. I'm not disagreeing with you. I um, And I think we both agree that to the point that it's been exaggerated in our society is ridiculous. Right. Um, but is there some, does it feel good to, um, you know, be. No, you're trying to be careful. <laughs> Don't try and save my iTunes now. It's done. <laughs> we'll be, we'll be broadcast. Yeah. We'll be broadcasting on. I don't even know what. I'll probably so, be handing out tapes out of the back so, of my trunk now because they won't let me be on anything. All right, so let me like get a professional hat here, my thoughts. And try to yeah. Think. Is there some truth? Wait, hold on. You you cut out there for a second, so I want to make sure. You said you want to get your professional hat and get your thoughts out. Yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure they heard that. Go ahead. Yeah, so I'm just trying to like gather myself here so I say it in a way that's not like a porn video. Um is there some truth to the mental and maybe physical uh, stimulation of feeling more full inside? Sure. Um, I think, I, I just think that the, the, the bottom line is I think society has taken it so far that it's causing issues. Um, like for example, I had a, um, a couple reach out to me whose husband actually has um, medical issues. Like at birth, there was, was a medical condition with his penis and it ha there had to be an operation and it's about three inches erect. Mm -hmm. So it did cause issues with them because she literally was like, I can't, I actually can't really, it's not hitting like a lot of right. things at all. And so with that, I talked to them about the toys, like the extenders and stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, in, in that case, the size matter, yes. Um, but nowhere near to what people are, are talking about. And if it's too big, it can hurt oral sex on a guy who has a huge penis. Like you can't show your skills if you can only get a little bit in your mouth. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's too big, you know? Well, the thing I was going to say, I was going to go there next was, um, I have had that same feedback of how it turns a girl on to go down on a guy that has a large penis. <laughs> Why can't I say it today? I'm out of it. You're getting nervous. <laughs> I am getting nervous. Well, I don't know why I'm getting nervous now at this point. Like I said, no it's one's going to be listening anymore because we're yeah. going to be censored. <laughs> so. I'm not saying anything wrong. We, no, we're not. We're, we're actually, I guarantee you, this will be my most listened to episode. Yeah, I, I get this question all the time, Alex. Does size matter? Does size matter? Yes, but nowhere near to what you think it does. Um, but as far, okay, so aesthetically speaking, there are 
penises that look more um, aesthetically pleasing to some women than others, just like there are vulvas that you kind of prefer the way they look. Right. You know what I mean? I um, think, I think the way, and you know, once again, this could be my male, whatever. I think the way a penis looks turns a guy on more. I'm sorry, whoa. Um, I had a, I had a gay conversation last night, so we, I'm fine there actually. Um, I feel, I feel like a racist person that's trying to say they have, a, they have a lot of black friends when I say that. Um, anyways, uh, I think the way a penis looks turns a girl, you are just loving this conversation, aren't you? Please, anyone, anyone who's only listening to this conversation at this point, please switch over to YouTube and watch this conversation because, uh, Nina's dying. I'm I'm so upset that I ruined my podcast in one conversation, and oh, um, <laughs> um, she she can't even breathe. <laughs> oh my God, we might have to end it here. See, we keep having to cut off our conversations because Nina can't handle it. Um, anyways, um, I think the way a penis looks can turn a woman on more than the way a vagina looks would turn on a guy. Just being honest, and I think because I think guys just don't care. Like, I think, I think you have two types of guys, right? You have guys that like going down and, and touching a woman and you have guys that just will do it, but don't really care that much. So for the ones that like going down, it doesn't really look like what it matters. And for the ones that don't, it doesn't really look like what it matters. So, or what it looks like doesn't really matter. So, um, but I seriously think I've heard that, um, the go, go girl, a woman going down on a guy with, to your point, you're probably right. A nice looking and or sized penis, like turn them on more. Well, and it's, that, yes. Wait, can I say one a, more thing before? Cause I want you to answer this. Do you not think it's kind of like a little bit of a peacock thing too? Cause if society's telling you like, this is what you're supposed to have, whether it's right or wrong. And then a woman sees that, doesn't it, doesn't it, uh, you know, like, Oh, this guy's got it. This is what I was saying before. I think we've been conditioned. That's what we're looking for. I kept saying like it's conditioned. We've been conditioned to be attracted to certain things, right? So um, the whole pubic hair phase, like, okay, because of porn, so many young guys and girls that are watching porn at a young age are being conditioned to think that all vaginas or vulvas have no hair and mm -hmm. they're pink and they're this and they're that and then they get really shocked when they have their first actual you know experience yeah. i think women we're the same unfortunately is we're taught okay bigger penis equals more masculine and that's hot the bigger the better and again this is coming from somebody who is so sexually aware and i still fall victim to that bs right but i think well well let's not call it bs just yet all right well <laughs> A lot of BS, a lot. Um, but yes, there are certain things that, that I find attractive, uh, that I find attractive in a penis mm -hmm. that might not be the same as another right. woman. She not like it. But don't you think um, like just a guy, like an attractive guy, um, there's certain fundamentals of the way something looks that is just universal, like women are just going to be attracted to it? You don't think so? Not 100%, no. Because there are women who, uh, just like there are 
there might be you might there's not a universal like attractive body of a female i'm i might i, th- I think there is though i think a, a woman th- and obviously we're not talking about every single person is going to think it's attractive but for the most okay mass yeah. i think you you if there's a woman who's like not too skinny in super great shape has you know space in all the right places is super attractive to any guy that's looking just like a woman could say i'm not into a guy who's all cut up with a bunch of muscles but the right looking guy anyone's gonna be like well damn what do you want me to do with that well yeah and i think you know i watched this like uh i yes i agree with you i think that there's um you know i think anything anytime we talk about humans obviously all of our statements are going to be general statements they're not exception to all of it so there are i have friends that are not that are not turned on by the super cut guy they like kind of like a fluffy guy you know um but again there's going to be exceptions to everything but generally speaking i remember i watched this documentary a while ago about the biology of attraction um so cut society stuff out just the biology we look for things like symmetry you know like just is everything like the same on the left side as it is on the right so there are some logical things that we actually will pick up on um but yeah i agree i think um at face value, there are certain body types that tend to be seen as attractive to most people. Yeah, I agree with that. Hmm. Fair. So with that said, because we don't want to exclude people, because um, it's just a, the fact of life is that everyone doesn't have the same size penis, right? So you do have guys out there that, that don't have the society stereotyped perfect penis, right? Obviously, we've talked about several times that there's other stuff you can do that probably in the grand scheme mean even more than the size of your penis, right? And I think that's the focus that's taken away is that because you don't feel like you have the biggest penis, like you you even get away from the stuff that you could be doing that in the grand scheme means so much more. Yes, big time, big time. Um, And I think that that's where my comment on Facebook last night was the fact that we're still obsessing over penis size proves that sexual pleasure is still so male focused. Like the fact that the penis is still seen as the be all end all is, is a joke. <laughs> it, it, right. it, it isn't. That's how, that's not even how most women orgasm. So if that's really what you're looking for, the penis is like not number one. Right. Right. Hmm. You know, if you, if you have, if you have a really big penis or like the stereotypical gorgeous penis right. and you do not know how to talk to a woman in bed, you do not know how to use your hands on her, you do not enjoy oral sex or know what's going on down there, I don't care how beautiful your penis is, I, I will lose my attraction for you. Yeah, and I think that's pretty universal there too. Yeah. Because, it, because I imagine, right, because I'm not a woman, I imagine like – you want both, right? You want it to look amazing and you want him to be able to do stuff that feels amazing, correct? Sure. That, but I would say if he can, yes, in a perfect world, yes, I would have, you know, a woman would see a penis that they're attracted to and also the guy that owns that penis is also good in all other aspects. Sure. Um, which can be taught, by the way. Right, um, for sure. And I think that's, the fault you know keep going sorry can be taught yeah so but i also think that even if um 
you're not initially like, wow, his penis is, you know, aesthetically what I, I prefer to look at. That can be so pushed aside yeah. if other parts are there very much like I'm sure men with, with women. I mean, you know, um, women always ask me like, do you think men care about, you know, like the fact that I have some cellulite on my thighs or that I have an extra, you know, cushion in my stomach. And I was like, very much like penis size, they care a hell of a lot less than you think they do. Especially um, going on that you're good at. I think they care about it when, yeah. I mean, there, that goes into something so much deeper, right? Because that's, that's just about like what I wish it was like, right? Just like I'm sure a lot of women wish their husbands would do a lot more shit around the house. Like I wish he would, he doesn't, I'm not going to divorce him because he doesn't, but I wish it was better. So, and, and that's one thing I try to get into when I talk about fitness stuff, right? Cause all of this blends together, right? Your fitness, your physical appearance, sexuality all play into each other. I like to be as shallow as possible for other people, right? Like I think people look to me, to be as shallow as possible. So as I bring that side out of me, which is not as far suppressed as it should be, (laughs) um, uh, I don't want people downplaying what you look like, right? I don't want you thinking it's okay that I look this way because I'm still sexy to my partner. Like when, like, why is that okay? For example, right? If I, I talked about, response you know any responsibility you have in your house or in a relationship right let's just pick one um you are the one who's supposed to pay the mortgage every month right so so now i decide "Mm, i'm not gonna pay the mortgage anymore because um you know this month i just didn't make as much money so that's probably okay right and i know i'm being very extreme in my analogy but to the point i'm making it i'm the point i'm making is you know your partner cares about uh wants to be physically attractive right and and a lot of times you got into a relationship with someone because you were physically attracted to them that's obviously not the only reason you get married or anything like that but it could have been a large part of the initial attraction right so why all of a sudden is it okay for me to just stop you know they're going to stop caring about that because i i don't want to do it like, like, I guess the question is, do, cause I have tell guys this all the time. I'm like, don't think that your girl doesn't care what you look like. Like she doesn't care what you look like because she doesn't have a choice because you're getting fatter is why she doesn't have, to, she doesn't get to care about what you look like anymore. But I guarantee you, if you looked better, she would care. And that's by way of the fa- you know, fashion that you're wearing, how your body is with fitness um, how you take care of your body. Like I, I think there's a huge amount of attraction that comes in just seeing somebody like improve themselves. And, and that's physically as well. Like when you eat, when you're eating well and they see you motivated to do that, I think that's really sexy. And that's one thing I won't be in a relationship with someone um, that doesn't do, you know, actively do things to take care of their, their body. One, because I want you to look like this as long as you possibly can, as shallow as that is. Two, because um, I think taking care of yourself is is so important. Anyways, like if you're not taking care of yourself, like what other shit do you not take care of in your life, including me, because I need a lot of attention, as you can imagine. So, um, 
I, I won't be in a relationship. Like, no matter how you look, I've, I've, you know, gone on dates with girls who are super attractive and probably don't need the gym right then, but lost interest when I heard they don't do anything to, to maintain that. Does that make sense? So yeah. what are your, what are your, like, do you ever, like, I know you can't in your sessions with people say, hey, like, you need to make sure you're keeping up your physical appearance if you want sex to go better. But I, shit, I don't, I don't get paid for this. I'll tell people that fucking look better for your partner. So I might totally shock you here, Alex. Go. I agree a hundred percent with everything you're saying. Right. I think everyone would if they stopped and thought about it and didn't just think, Hey, I need to respond right away or have personal feelings to the fact that you may not be doing what I'm saying. Bingo. Exactly. So, and, and you're, and you're also wrong with when I'm, so a part of what I do is wellness coaching. Right. Um, because I'm fully aware because of my own personal experience, how sex drive and body confidence go together. Yeah. Um, I just thought that right when you said that about how working out makes you feel better about yourself too. And not just working out, like I said, eating better, anything that takes care of your body, but go ahead. Yeah. So that's been a big part of my journey um, is that um, I had started to becoming a mom, you know, like, you know, my kids are like nine and almost seven. So um, for the first few years of their lives, I was the worst I'd ever been. I, it was awful. Um, and I think people get, especially if they're married or in a long-term relationship, right. they all about those jokes of, oh you're letting yourself go oh letting yourself go here's here's the brutal truth i don't say brutal truth my brutal opinion okay yeah. it, being in a long-term monogamous relationship is a choice is a oh, choice 100 percent. okay every single day monogamy is not biological in my opinion um so my whole thing is if monogamy is a choice every Every single day I want to try to make that choice as easy as possible for my husband yeah so and even taking and I don't think it's shallow by the way in my opinion I think it's just again we're talking about biology here well so society since you talk about what society does all society calls that shallow and and I have no problem sharing those feelings right if you don't like the fact that I share those feelings um, then it's probably some more to do with you than what I said yeah. Because like, like uh, the picture I put up where I have my shirt off, like that's the first thing I'm saying. That's the first thing I said is like, do you love or hate this picture? Because it tells you what side of the fence you're on right there. Because if you stop and think about it, if you have a problem with that picture, like, are you happy for me or are you sad for you? Right. Absolutely. Or, and or for the right ladies, are you happy for you that you got to see me? Well, clearly that's probably every, <laughs> I'm every joking. really happy. That's it's not even that good of a picture, but we'll go. I'm just, I just like it because it's probably the best picture I have. <laughs> <laughs> For 1992? Uh, uh, it's 2006 or seven, probably. I'm joking. No, that's like recent. And that's why I'm so happy. I'm 35. That's great. Thanks. Great. Well, um, that, don't tell me that now after you've broken up with me, but, oh, but that, but that is good to know that my ex thinks I look good. Right. 
<laughs> you look good, baby. You Thanks. Look good. Well, you um, could have had this. I, <laughs> I did for like 45 You did. 45 seconds of bliss. <laughs> um, but I will agree that um, a lot of the stuff that I post or talk about in terms of health and body confidence is not so much, and I've seen this argument on social media before, like um, some people will argue like, oh, all this body confidence stuff, and you're really just encouraging people to let themselves go. And um, I, don't, I don't agree with that. Maybe we all think of body confidence as something different. The truth is everybody has a type that they're attracted to. And um, I mean, you have really, really, really large women uh, that have a massive following and that there are men that are super sexually attracted to really large women. Yeah. So, so if there are women who are really large and feel very confident in their bodies, then that's what I mean. And great, awesome, rock it. But I, but, you know, realistically speaking, most women don't look in the mirror and go, yeah, I look good. Right. So what I say when I talk about body confidence is take care of your body and take the steps to feel better in your own skin. Now for me, um, I'm 38, I have two kids, not that it's an excuse, but biologically speaking, I mean, there are just some things that aren't going to snap back the way that they right. used to. Right. So, um, when I post pictures on, you know, on social media of, in a bikini, it's not saying, oh, you can have, you know, cellulite and, you know, a mom tummy and, and just let yourself go. It's okay. That's not what I mean. I mean that I, I work out four or five days a week. I eat well 80 to 85% of the time. And um, I care about what I look like because it changes how I feel. Mm -hmm. And if I don't feel good, that's going to affect my relationship with my husband. Right. So there's a direct correlation between how you feel about your body and how you are in the bedroom. For, for humans, not just right. women, everybody. So I think that like my husband still works out. Um, he's 39. We care. I care more about what I look like now than I did when I was 18. I had a better body at 18. Of course, at 18, I probably thought I was like, you know, well, well, first, well, first and foremost, I'm going to cut you off there. Can you please not talk about your husband after we've broken up? Because no one wants to hear about their ex's new love. Um, so there's that. Is that, is, uh, that, is that painful, Alex? That's a, it's a little hard okay. if I'm being – because I try and make myself as vulnerable as possible on this to lead by example for other men. And, okay. and hearing that, um, yeah, that makes me feel away. So please just not – you can talk about them on any other show, but if you're going to come on my show, um, I, I would appreciate that. Okay, I'll let it go. <laughs> we'll just pretend that he's not there and that I had two kids by Immaculate Conception. Got it. Got it. Thank you. I appreciate that. I had something to say and I just made myself forget my own comment, which is terrible. Um, you were talking about feeling comfortable. I don't know. I'll have to come back to it, but the bedroom, like how, if you feel good about yourself, you're, you're, you know, more apt to enjoy the bedroom a lot better. Right. Um, so I think, um, that, you know, like I said, it's, it's a choice every day for, if, if I were to be married right now, okay, yeah. um, 
uh, it's a choice every day for him to wake up and say, yep, I'm going to stay with her. That's in my mind. Okay. Yeah. I think that, I think if you don't operate like that, then you're not doing it right. And, And that plays into when I tell people all the time, my motivation for working out is for other people to look at me. And I just remembered my comment too. Um, my motivation is for other people to look at me. Um, that being someone I'm with or just anyone out there that wants to tell me they think I'm attractive. Right. And so that brought my comment to, I also hate when, no, the comment I forgot and remember, I hate when people say you shouldn't get your validation from outside sources. Right. Like when they say that, um, you know, you, you should, you know, what you think about yourself should be, you know, what, because I don't think there's too many people out there that are trying to live the rest of their life alone. Right. So I'm not saying you should get your validation from social media, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. Like if, if you're working hard and you are attractive and people tell you you're attractive, well, I mean, I think that's only to your point going to make you feel better about yourself. Now I understand the downfall of that is if you're working hard and people are hating on you and telling you you're not attractive and all that. So you have to work with a balance. But um, I, I bring this up because my conversation is always, I, when I look in the mirror, like if someone tells me I'm attractive, when I look in the mirror, I don't see it. Like, I, and I think that's a good thing, right? I don't think I should look in the mirror and be like, Ooh, you look good as fuck. Like I can dress a certain way and feel like, oh, I look good because of this outfit and this looks good on me. But I don't look at my face and go, your face is gorgeous. You know what I mean? And I've had people tell me that that's the wrong way to look at it. Like you should look in the mirror and feel really happy. And I'm like, I'm happy with what I see. I just don't think it's, you know, super attractive. And I think, you know, I have a problem smiling in pictures. Uh, So like, I think my smile is funny and I think all this stuff, right? So when people tell me I'm attractive, that's my validation for, for feeling good about the way I look. And we're getting more into relationships and other stuff like that, which I know we will talk about as well, but thoughts on that real quick. Yeah. Um, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Um, I think that getting outside validation feels really good. If you're human, it feels really good. And it also feels really bad when you don't, when you don't get it or when you set out to get it and it, and it doesn't happen. So I think the, that tipping point is you need to be okay with where you're at on the inside to a point where you're not going to be taken out of the game if you're not going to get all the validation that you're looking for. So does it feel good? Yes. Do I think, there's anything wrong, quote unquote, wrong with posting stuff on social media. And uh, when you know you look good, no, I'm not anything wrong with it. I think um, I actually, me personally, I make it a point to comment on people who take gyms. I know people get annoyed, like, oh, so-and-so takes them yeah. to gym self. Like you said, that's more of a reflection. How you respond to that is more of a reflection on you. Yeah. So if someone- gym selfie and they and they're and they're feeling themselves i'll be the first one to comment and be like you look freaking awesome right you know because um i know what it's like to work hard on you know at the gym as do i yeah you know and then be like oh wow like okay so people are, are seeing stuff now will there always be people that see for example personally will there always be people that see my body and go, ew, like she's got, you know, stretch marks on her stomach. And she's got thick thighs. And yeah, of course. I, um, but I'm okay enough 
here's where that balance is. I'm okay enough with myself to be like, all right, fair enough. Like mom bods maybe aren't his thing, you know? Right. Um, but I think that's where, that's where the, the line has to be drawn for you is you need to know for sure that you're going to be okay if you don't get the validation you're seeking on the outside. Yeah. That's, that's the only problem that comes up is then, you know, because someone's always going to have something to say. Always. For you're sure. Too and you're too muscular. Your thighs are too thick. Your thighs are too little. Your stomach is this. Your stomach's not enough of this. Like I've, I've had, I had a good guy friend, so he's allowed to say this. But he literally said to me one time, if you put on like 20, 25 pounds, you would like, that's like my type. I like thick, thick women. And in my head, I'm like, like 25 pounds, like right. I'm about 35 to 140 pounds. If I put on another 25 pounds, that is not going to feel right for me, you know? But for him, he, he likes really, really thick women. And so I'm aware that if, as long as you're aware that your body type, no matter what it looks like, it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, then I say, go ahead and, and post and get the affirmation, but just be okay with people that maybe don't <laughs> give you the affirmations you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the, the first thing I would tell anyone who posts stuff up and gets negative comments back to it is just to under, and, and the, this is redundant, but just understand that any negative comment is coming from um, their own insecurities 99% of the time, right? In addition to the fact that not everyone is going to love the way every single thing looks, Right. So, but the point is most times it's coming from their insecurity. And I think if you take it that way um, and just appreciate the, co the compliments, um, you're doing it right. I think if you're making, you know, basing your decisions, including women, right? Because this then plays into um, the getting in your own head during sex, right? As we bring it full circle. <laughs> um, it, it, if you allow yourself to feel negative about yourself um, in the middle of a sexual encounter, you're, you're doing a disservice to both of you. Right. Because he's, he's already decided like this is happening with this woman right now. Right. So why are you worried about it if he's not? Right. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I think the other thing, going back to both of our points about, you know, like not letting yourself go in a long-term relationship, I almost feel like it's more important to not let yourself go in long-term relationships because the longer you're in a relationship and the more comfortable things get, the more you typically require to get that passion and lust back. So that's my area that I coach people on most of the time has to do with getting and uh, reigniting that passion and like that animalistic lust, lust in a long-term relationship. That's usually what most of my clients come to me with. So um, the first thing I always talk about is talk to me about your body. How do you feel yeah. about it? How's your, how's your spouse's body? Like what is just the, the primal physical attraction level that you've got? Right. That's, and that's what I wish people would have more conversations around is just take the society uh, uh, norms and thoughts and the PC answers out of it. Like get down to your animalistic nature, like have that conversation every once in a while. You know, and I think, um, but the flip side of that, where there, where I do believe there is truth to when you're in a long-term relationship, 
you're not at you're you see their body every single day so even if i mean clearly i do not look the way i looked when i first met my husband right right so, but he's seen me every single day for almost 14 years so it's any change that has happened has been pretty gradual over over time um so i don't necessarily think that um he's lying or that people are this you know partners are lying when they're like no i'm still attracted to you like i love you um i think it's a lot of it is because you know it's such a gradual change over time um it's not like okay when we met i was like 125 pounds and then the next day he goes to sleep with me i'm 140 like it doesn't you know what i mean so right. i think that, you know, that there is some some truth to it and Matt, uh, my husband and I talk about this a lot, to be honest with you. Um, and he has said to me, yeah, like what I thought was attractive at 18 is different now. Yeah, you for know? sure. Um, he's like, yeah, I looked for a certain body type when I was 18. He's like, now at 39, the fact, I mean, maybe he's blowing smoke up my ass and that's okay. I'll take it. But for me, you know, he'll say like, but looking at you now with like curves and proof that you've had my kids, he's like, there's a lot of femininity going on there. That's really hot. You know, yeah. that is not permission in my mind for me to be like, Oh, you think that like thick women are hot. I'm, I'm, that's it. Is McDonald's yeah. ever for, no, right, right. you know, um, I had a guy friend, one guy said to me, a guy friend, which I, and I adore him. He said to me, I actually love women with, what do you say? Oh, with meat and grill marks. I was like, all right, I dig it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's not, again, it's not to say that that means, okay, so the heavier I get. And it, so it's just bottom line is feel good about yourself and feel good. Not just like mentally, but like physically feel good. Like you don't right. want to be, you don't want to have no energy. You don't want to be sluggish. Like I just talked to a coaching client today, the wellness coaching. And she's like, I feel she's 60. And she's like, I feel sluggish and bloated. I'm like, all right. So even physically, when you don't feel right you're not going to feel sexy, you know, right. but long-term relationships are a choice. I just, I think we should just focus, make it, making that choice as easy as possible. <laughs> right. Right. That's a great way to put it. And actually I probably want to like start wrapping this up there because we, we talked about maybe going into like fantasy and porn and desires. Why well, did, um, but obviously this took a turn that I think was way better um, anyways, and, and I kind of want to leave this in one episode because we're getting to to the time anyways. So um, anything you want to like wrap up or summarize out of that whole conversation? Because we only talked about, uh, we didn't say that much, right? You know, what's going to be fun is me trying to figure out what minute clip to take out of this conversation to put in uh, into Instagram. So good luck to me. But uh, <laughs> anything to, yeah. to follow up? We had a lot of gems in this one, Alex. We I did. did. Um, so, uh, a wrap up. So, bottom line is physical attraction is important on a primal level. Mm -hmm. In long term relationships, every day is a choice to remain in it. Yeah. So, you know if you want your partner to make that choice easy for you now i'm not saying like lose your values just to please them that's not what we're talking about but 
when you take care of your body and your mind, you are a better partner to anyone, including yourself. Right. So focus on that. Um, I think that's, and then, you know, the more confident you feel outside the bedroom, the more confident you're going to feel inside of the bedroom. So take care of your body, take care of your mind. And a lot of things, <laughs> a lot of things get a lot after that. And since you wanted to comment on the appropriate part of the conversation, I'll definitely summarize the inappropriate part of this conversation. And that's, I think the lesson we, that you'd come out of from the penis size conversation, if you will, is if, if you're a guy, if you're worried about it, if you want that to matter less, obviously educate yourselves on other side, other parts of pleasure, right? Because in the grand scheme, so little pleasure, um, an arousal for a woman comes out of your just the pure size of your penis, right? So um, that's that's where I'd see it, and that's actually the the motto I try and take, and hence why I have all those conversations um, to try and understand it as much as possible. Because I think um, I've had good sexual partners, and I think that obviously helps my education too. Um, and I've seen the benefit that comes from the things they've taught me and the, in the effects it has. So, um, I would say that for sure, you know, have conversations about what really pleases whoever you're trying to please or what pleases women in general, if you haven't done any research on it and, uh, and operate like that. I agree a hundred percent. I think that's a great takeaway from yeah. the penis. Really yeah. do. Thanks. Thanks. I'm working at it every day. Yeah. <laughs> working at your uh have a good day nina <laughs> no um well thank you so much obviously this one man um just as we were having it felt like a great conversation and you know now i look forward to what i can come up with to make you feel uncomfortable next week oh. and, and um yeah. So thanks so much. Look forward to speaking with you soon. Um, you can find her. What's your new Instagram handle? You changed it. Uh, yeah, it's just real talk with Nina. That's across all, you know, my Facebook business page is real talk with Nina. Instagram is real talk with Nina. YouTube is real talk with Nina. Okay. Real talk with Nina, she said. And then obviously if you're listening to this, you probably found me already, but if not, it's at U-L-T-B-A-C-H from my bio link you can get to all the streaming sources but also uh to my website so thank you talk to you soon goodbye